Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 16 of the Searchcast, presented by Primo X Hockey, Shock Hydrate, and In the Clutch Apparel. I'm your host, Zach Martin, and I am super excited to have my guest here today. So you heard one half of the House of Jerks on the last episode and Brian signed. Now I got the other half of the jerks. It seems like I'm getting I'm getting jerk infested in the search cast. I don't know what's going on, but I guess I gotta get gotta give these guys a beer at some point if they're gonna stay and hang out with me. But I got Cameron Jerob with me today. Cameron, how are you doing today, brother? Zach, I'm doing awesome. I want everyone to know you have the better half of the house of jerks here. <laughs> so uh, uh definitely excited to talk about some hockey. No, yeah, no, I'm glad to have you on. I and mean, yeah, it was fun to have Brian on last episode. Have you basically it was kind of nice to have you guys kind of like back to back instead of like spreading you out. So it's like get like almost best of the both worlds right at the same time because you guys invited me on. Oh, what has it been? Three, two, three episodes now. So I think it was kind of time to be like, all right, time to pay the favor to these guys. They're giving me, they're giving me way too much time in the house of jerks without giving them a little bit of respect back. So I appreciate you joining me today, man. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, super pumped. I love all things, Serge. Well, I appreciate it, and I, I like everything at House of Jerks. So thanks for letting me crash on the couch for the last few weeks. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, so quick, easy episode today for everyone who's listening. We're going to – I know last episode we recorded after games one and two, uh, recorded before game three, and it came out in between three and four. So for this episode, it's going to be pretty simple. We're going to uh, just recap games three. For in the game last night where the Hurricanes won in game five, and this will be out Thursday morning when everyone hears this before hopefully the last game of the series going into game six across our fingers. And then we got a couple fan questions uh, as well. So quick, easy episode because I know, Cameron, you got to get out of here by six. So it's 520 right now. So I want to try to keep this short, sweet and simple, just like hopefully we all wish this series was, but unfortunately it is what it is. But um, so yeah, let's just jump right in it. So game three, um, good start up one, nothing. And then kind of went downhill after that. Like what were, what were your initial thoughts going into game three after you saw what happened in games one and two, where it was like, what that scoring them 10 to three on home ice. You just thought, okay, it's like, the, it was just like the regular season. Again, the hurricanes are just going to, stomp on the on the I think it was like what 26 to 4 in goal totals like between the regular season and games one and two (laughs) yeah yeah you know uh, I was I was pretty optimistic heading into game three you know I I really didn't think it was going to be a sweep uh that's just that's just unrealistic but I really I really did think we were going to win game three 
No, so. yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, because it, it's like I said, it's still Boston. That's why I predicted seven. I was hoping for less, but I mean, <laughs> you never really want to count the Boston Bruins out. No, I mean they're such a good team. Uh, and and what was really, and I and believe me, no, there's nothing I hate more than giving credit to Boston or Brad Marchand. Yeah. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you got some of that rat taste. I, I get it. No, yeah. No, what no, was no, most no. what really stood out to me in that game was how Boston really stuck to their own game. And uh, I didn't see a lot of the Brad Marchand moments, Slash and Kochekov. I didn't see a lot of jawing in between uh, whistles for the Bruins. They just played their Bruins hockey really well. And uh, ultimately, it worked out for them in the game. Um, you know, certainly that shorthanded goal, you can point oh. to and, and, and say that's where everything kind of went haywire. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah. that was brutal for sure. And then I think, isn't that the same game where Rod basically like threw a challenge on the Pasternak goal or no, and then it was like, it, the count of it, or was that game four? I can't remember. That was game oh, four. That was game okay. four. I, I thought so. All the games won together at some point, like how many games we've had back to back to back to back. It's just, yeah, the power, yeah, the shorthand goal definitely didn't help. And then the two power play goals. Uh, like the like towards the middle back end of the second period and like kind of in the beginning of the third i think those really kind of hurt the hurricanes too a lot of penalties in this game like it like it's insane when you look at how the team is five on five compared to their special teams it's like a completely different and like team altogether for the hurricanes like for whatever reason if the, if this team takes too many penalties they are they they get no rhythm it's, yeah. it's 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 like I, what would you what do you think do you think it's like isn't the special teams kind of hindering the hurricanes at some points during this during this series so i think you're definitely really onto something in terms of them being a, a team that really feeds into their own kind of flow on the five on five you know um getting into a kind of rhythm uh really well said because we've seen that all year when they've done that and even in you know, games against Ottawa, they have a tough time. I always point to Ottawa this year because we had the <laughs> toughest time against them. But um, anytime we get into penalty trouble or, or get away from our game, it's really a struggle. Um, game three, game three was frustrating, but Boston played the better game, I thought. Yeah. Game four is where I was really frustrated because I thought the Hurricanes had beat themselves in that game. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we can definitely go to game three here in a second. Yeah, because unfortunately, game you know game three, Churchick scores is one nothing. Then it was like four straight Boston goals. By the time Jacob Slavin scores, it's you're already kind of out of it at that point. And it's, it's finished that game four two. It, that those two power play goals kind of in the second and third really hurt the team. And I guess like you said too, that shorty like that really. I think took the sales out of the hurricanes because you don't ever really want to see a team giving up a shorthanded goal, especially in the playoffs. Cause that really doesn't no. usually, it doesn't really end well for whatever reason. It's just. No, uh, never. It does. And I I'm curious. I, I don't know. I mean, how many shorthanded goals do we even give up all year? You know, I don't recall this happening to us a whole lot. Uh, very, very little. I don't really remember a whole lot of, shorties going against the hurricanes because you know that's one of rod's like big things like 
do not ever <laughs> give up a shorthanded goal when you got the main advantage. And I mean, there's nothing really good. There's Kochka could do with that. I mean, it's a two on one. It's it's Charlie Coyle. He's not a slouch. It's just that wasn't fortunate for the Hurricanes. And and then going into Game Four, like you said, I agree too. Like I think that was the most frustrating game I've watched. And I like. And I don't know how long. Like, yeah, we had some games where it's like, okay, we had to, we had to do a lot of comebacks. But I think this one was probably the most, like, probably up there in the top five most frustrating games of this season. Because, like you said, penalties absolutely wrecked this team in that game. Yeah, and they were they were well deserved penalties. You know, I mean, I, you can't really blame it on the refs. And you know, we can go into the whole. We can go into the whole goaltender interference thing oh. and, how, and how it should have been a goal, and which is which is which it should have been. It, it, it was a goal. I know a lot of people are like, "What's goalie interference?" I mean, it, we like you know he actually like Ranta was touched by a Bruins player. It's like no, he he really was touched. Like Pesci actually did push his pad back, so that kind of is, that is a goal. But yeah, no, it was just that whole that whole thing. I understand Rodden thought he it was a goalie interference, but challenging in that moment really kind of put the team in a bad spot for the rest of the game. So it's like what? At that point it was and I think they just made it two two. And then right after that, it was just it basically Boston scored four straight goals. And a yeah. lot of, and three of those were like back to back to back to back. Like it it did not help. No, it was brutal. And look, I don't mind. I don't. I don't. I actually don't mind Rod making that call. No, I don't. I don't either. It's just, but I don't think it had an effect on the game because ultimately we were just playing unhinged. We were playing reckless. We were playing like Boston played the first two games in Raleigh. Yeah, and you just you can't you can't do that. You know, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where. Brendan Moore said it in the press con- in one of the press conferences. He said, we can't be put in a position where we can just give them goals. Well, we put ourselves in a position where we were just giving them goals, for, what, four straight times? Basically, yeah. The la- I think the yeah, basically the end of the game was a bu- – I think it was like four straight goals for Boston. And here's the crazy part. Like, going back through the penalties through the last, like – I know last game and for game three, like, the Hurricanes had – 12 penalty minutes and they were over and even then they were over five in Boston went two for five. So you're talking like 10 power plays between both teams. And then you look at last Sunday's game. I think even then the, like you look at the totals of PIMS against everything else, it was 18 for the hurricanes and 10 for Boston. And they, the hurricanes went over for five again. And the Bruins went two for nine. So, I mean, you have to look at it's like the fact that the Hurricanes, unfortunately, their power, like their power play unit went absolutely stone cold in Boston, and the penalty kill can only do so much. I mean, you like you can't really expect them to hold a line for after what combined fourteen penalties in two games, maybe yeah. more than that. It's just you can't you can't ask a penalty a penalty kill unit to, to put in that much work 
especially against Boston. Like, like I hate to say it too. And I know you hate to say it and you don't really want to give them credit, but it's still Boston. <laughs> like you never want really, to, you never want to give those guys an advantage, especially that many times. Granted. Yeah. The penalty kill did stop seven of them, but we shouldn't have had nine penalties in a game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and, and unfortunately, and, this is a person who I was critical of when he joined the team and who I've come to really love being on the team, but it was really personified by, by Tony D'Angelo on. Oh, game. oh yeah. Yeah. Where he just like, he just went unhinged. Like his wires got crossed and he just absolutely just blew a gasket. Yeah. yeah it was a frustrating game. And I think he kind of showed how the team was that day too. It's just, that was, from start to finish, I think that was probably like, like you said, it was just frustrating. It's it, whatever reason, like, I think before, I think before last night's game, I think the Hurricanes were outscoring Boston like 11 to four on five on fives. But then you look at the other side of it, complete, it was completely different. And I've been saying this for the last few games, the last few days now. This team cannot, if there's no rhythm, this team struggles. Like if you have a bunch of special teams in between a lot of start stops, a lot of penalties and all that, you aren't really having your best lines together. And I think someone said this too, that the whole mice advantage really plays key in this series because you get to pick the last setup, the last line going in for faceoffs and stuff. So I think Boston always had the advantage of who they're going to have out there to mess with the hurricanes. And I think that played a key role. How was it Boston compared to Carolina? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think, I think we've seen that bounce back across every single game that's happened so far, you know? I mean, I saw that uh, it was making a big deal that DeBrusca moved up to Marshawn's line. Uh, I'm sorry, in game five, but maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Marshawn, I mean, he was an amazing player on Sunday. And uh, the team was disjointed, and uh, it was a very tough loss. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, I think, uh, Svechnikov afterwards, or maybe it was at practice on Monday, he said, we're going to be fine. And that's all he said. So that kind of took solace in that, but, um, you know, it's funny, even before game five, after game four, I wasn't, I wasn't too concerned. I was actually more nervous last year when we were playing Nashville and it was two to two after going to Nashville and we had like two double overtime games. Oh, yeah. That to me was a lot more stressful. So yeah, that really was it's, maybe it's because every game, like neither game has been close. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Five straight games where the winning team had five goals. If that, if that tells you anything. So basically it's like none of these games have been close. Like it's been what was like five, one, Five two five one five like or I think it was like five two and five one. It's it's insane. You're looking at this whole series and it's just five spots across the board, and then the away team only scores like one or two goals. It it definitely makes it interesting. And like I wasn't really worried going into last night's game. It's just it it's it's weird to see how the fact of the Hurricanes how they played against Boston all season. Yeah, granted, it's the regular season. It's a whole different ball game going into the playoffs, but when you go on a run like that to start the series, you're like, okay, you know, the Bruins might squeak one or two out, or at least one out. It is what it is. But then the fact of how 
those two games went in Boston, you're kind of like, oh boy, <laughs> we we might have a series here, and this might go the distance. And luckily, you know, the Hurricanes won last night, huge. Thankfully, again, and we'll get to that in a second. But it's just, it definitely made you cautious to wonder, okay, what's going to happen now? Because now you're going to a best of three essentially, and luckily you're the home team. So if home ice advantage is the key for this series. Luckily, Carolina has it. I don't want to see seven because you don't want to give Boston any type of hope to come back into this, even though the, even though the, the hurricanes are now 11 straight wins at home in the playoffs since like 2009, it's good to see, but it's still Boston. You really don't want to give them, you really don't want to give them a chance. And luckily in game five, we saw the same hurricanes team that we saw basically what back in, in games one and two just absolutely control momentum, foot on the gas, and really never gave Boston a chance to get back into that game or even give them a chance for momentum, it seemed like. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's so many guys. who. First off, the guy I just criticized in game four, Tony D'Angelo, had such a great comeback game. He oh, yeah. Really, really quarterbacked that power play really well. Got the second power play goal. I'm sorry, the first power play goal that made it two to nothing. Going into the uh, going into the first intermission, uh, that was huge. That was absolutely huge, in my opinion. And um, yeah, you know, it was it was a really complete effort. I think Auntie Ranta was very deserving of the first star. Um, you know, I think we were up one nothing, and Marshawn came in and had a really good opportunity with the backhand shot, and Ranta stopped him stone cold. Like, oh, like that that was fantastic like walt ruff's photo of that of that save like give him a pulitzer or give him whatever award it is for that because that photo is absolutely amazing because all you see is is ronta's like the top part of his glove like just absolutely stops it like that could have been a goal and running to ronta once again shows why he was so great in this series just absolutely ice in the veins just stops and like you said point blank twice in that in sequence. Yeah. And I think that was a big momentum, not a big momentum boost because the momentum was already on the hurricane side. Right. But it, it just kind of solidified where the game is going almost immediately. And then I think D'Angelo scored in the power play shortly thereafter. So um, you felt like really that. good in the first, first intermission. I mean, like you said, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We had our foot on the gas the entire game. Yeah, and, and that's been one of the keys pretty much the entire season for the Hurricanes because if – I don't forget what stat it was, but it was some stat where they, if they were up 
like a certain if they score first, they had some like ridiculous record where they're like they it was like 37, like somewhere in the tens and one or something like that, where like if they scored first, it was basically a dead deal. The hurricanes are gonna win. And then there was a stat last night that um you know, friend of the show and former guest Bailey Curtis brought to me and her dad. It was if the Hurricanes scored, if they were up two nothing going into the first intermission, they were 41 1 and 0, which is crazy. You know, you know what that one loss was in the regular season? No, I have no idea. That was the New Jersey game for uh, Pat, uh, Pat La, for uh, Jack LaFontaine. That was the LaFontaine game against the Devils. Where they put up a seven spot on us after we went up two nothing, that yeah. was the one. That was the one loss after the Hurricanes went up uh, two nothing. But yeah, forty one one and one in the regular season when they go up two nothing, and you're going into the first intermission up two nothing. You know, Jacob Slavin scores an absolute, absolute beauty. Very slow going into the net, but it was still great how that just trickled in there. It was like someone like just puffed some air on that puck and it went right in. And then Tony D'Angelo, like you said, with that power play goal at 12-17, an absolute bomb from almost the blue line. And if it's like, what, top 90? Basically where, like, where Grandma hides the cookies, in yeah. a sense. Like, you could have hit a perfect 90. Like, I don't know how much more perfect you could have hit that shot, but it's crazy. Like, you're, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a defense game where it's just probably going to be the defense coming out and just absolutely putting on a show, and that's what basically they were doing. And, I mean – you know, Jacob Slavin scores absolutely fantastic. Tony D'Angelo scores. Here's a crazy, here's another crazy stat though. Tony D'Angelo, after after that first goal by Jacob Slavin, he somehow quietly has six assists in this series. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing that quietly. Very yeah, because you're thinking, you know, Vincent Trocheck is scoring, Nino Niederreiter scoring. We'll talk about Seth Jarvis in here in a little bit. Scoring. But yeah, like. Tony D'Angelo, six assists already in the series, and that was for that first after that was that first goal by Jacob Slavin. Like, yeah, <laughs> no one's really thinking. No one's really thinking about that. But I mean, it's 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 cool to see that the fact that you know Slavo scores, then D'Angelo scores, and then it just becomes the it just becomes the Seth Jarvis game. Like <laughs> that first goal he scored in the second period, absolutely fantastic. Like. You couldn't draw that up any better. The thing, it's basically how he how he wanted to draw it up, right? Like he sh- he shoots it, goes off what two Bruins players, and it's just like nine irons into the back of the net. Like how much more lofty could you have gotten with that goal by Seth Jarvis? Yeah, it was it was beautiful. I mean, he's he's been the one player that when you see him in the interviews and you see him on the ice, he's like, he's really playing with joy and he's really thriving off the crowd. Um, he's talked about how, how much he's loving it. He was really looking forward to it before the game started. And you can tell that uh, I think he's playing his best games in Raleigh. Oh, for sure. Like this kid. And I even said it too in my preview episode with uh, Andrew Johnson from short shift. I said, look for the underrated X factor in this series being Seth Jarvis. Like, watch out for this kid because he goes into the playoffs with a seven-game point streak, and the fact that he scores in the first, he scores the first game, the first goal in the series, and then goes absolutely off in this game. Like, like I said, the underrated X factor of this team 
is Seth Jarvis. Like we have all these other guys you can talk about, but this kid being 20 and how he's just icing the veins first playoffs ever at 20. This kid is make him a hurricane for life. Just give him a lifetime contract. Just let's sign it, seal the deal. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Cause this kid's amazing. He is, you know, it's funny. Patrick Marlowe retired. Uh, I believe it was either this morning or yesterday. And uh, uh, I think it was yesterday actually. Yeah. yeah. And all I could think was uh, just his great service as a hurricane. Cause he got us Seth Jarvis. <laughs> That's right. He did. So Patrick Marlowe. Thank you so much for getting us Seth Jarvis. We really appreciate you and your service. Yeah. They need to retire his number along with David Ayers. Hurricanes legends, Patrick Patrick Marlowe and uh, David Ayers, just two quality guys in the organization. But no, that that third that third goal for the Hurricanes, especially the way that went in, like it's gonna be on like that channel for the NHL where it's like weird NHL where just like random things happen and it's just absolutely like how did that even happen? This will easily be in that package because you cannot tell me how by some weird miracle of the hockey gods that like he kind of whacks at it, hits two Bruins players deflects off of them and goes over Swayman. Like someone's doing a pitching wedge onto the green from the sand trap. Like you could not have hit that any better. I'm sorry. Like how, like how by the, by the physics did that even happen? Yeah. And I feel like for so long, those kind of goals went against us. And and now here we are just getting the breaks when we need them. Yeah, the the Jacob Slavin like crawls into the net. I don't think he even touched the twine. That's how slow it went. And then Seth Jarvis with the absolute just pitching wedge shot. And then second power play goal of the game. The power play unit just absolutely showed up this game. I I was enjoying it because you saw the last two games and where they went 0 for 10. This game, they went two for five. And they only committed six, and they only committed like three penalties, too. So that was also great to see that the fact that the team penalty, that the penalties for the Hurricanes went from like 18 to six <laughs> the next game. That really tells you like just how the officiating has been in the series. It's very like very ticky tacky. And, and for whatever reason, it's like the home team kind of gets an advantage. I don't know why it seems like that, but it is. But that Seth Jarvis goal for his second of the game and third of the series, that's his third of the series. I mean, perfect place, right timing, and like you're up four nothing, like, and it's three thirty one in the third period. Like, how are you feeling at that point after going up four nothing after Seth Jarvis gets his second goal of the game? I was feeling pretty good. Uh, I figured, uh, I figured we had that game in the bag. I was finally starting to relax a little bit, and then, uh, and then, of course, I immediately started getting concerned about Game Six. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we're 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 on game six. Forget the rest of this game. Yeah, doesn't matter. Connor Clifton scored. It's whatever. But then Vincent Trocheck just ices it because why not? Here, more crazy stuff. Vincent Trocheck four assists so far in the series, and that was after Seth Jarvis's second goal. Like, Tavo Teravainen three assists. Sebastian Ajo three assists. Like. What? <laughs> it's just it's crazy, and the, and Tavo's up to four now because that was after Vincent's. So yeah. it's and, and Tony D'Angelo has seven assists between D'Angelo, Jarvis, and Vincent Trocek. All three of those guys eat points in the last night's game. It's great, man. I mean, you need your big performers to perform. And I feel like um, 
not only just not only just with the special teams, mm-hmm. but when you look at all the wins, all the team's big players were part of the big wins. Um, even in Boston, Brad Marchand and the perfection line, uh, they were the story in their two wins. Uh, yeah. Every time we've been at home, all our guys are producing. Um, and, you know, I expect that to continue. I do too. Yeah. I mean, even though we're not really seeing a lot of goals coming from the rest of the top six, because I don't know what it is like Aho, Tara Vinan and Svechnikov. They're not really scoring as much as you think they would for this series, but luckily Seth is scoring Vincent uh, Trocek scoring Nino scoring. I mean, you would hope you would like to see them clinch this in six, hopefully, but I mean, like you said, all the big guys are stepping up, but I think now this one going into Thursday's game today for everyone's listening, this is the one where you need everyone in the top six producing. Like you can't have half of your top guys scoring. Like you need everyone scoring, especially because yeah. who knows what happens tonight. If Pittsburgh clinches it, well, I mean, we'll know what happens Thursday. If it's either going to game six or Pittsburgh ended in five, you really want all your big boys to step up for round two, you know, knock on wood, cross fingers, whatever you have to do to get this series past Boston. Cause then you could, you could potentially face a Pittsburgh and that's not going to be, I mean, yeah, I think Carolina is what two and one against them or two and one. That's not going to be an easy round. Like you kind of need your, you're, you need your guys to step up for that next round. Like, Definitely, definitely. And, you know, gosh, all I want to do is talk about a potential second round against Pittsburgh, but we uh, got to get through Boston first. Uh, I know. It, like, I, I, it's so hard not to, but I totally agree with you. That. It's like, don't put the cart before the horse. And don't put your apple or all your eggs in one basket. Like, you basically have to get through Boston first. But so, fan questions. We just got a couple really quick. Uh, Eric, as always, sends in questions every week. Top three moments from the regular season. uh, Cameron, I'll let you go first on this one. Top three moments from the regular season. Wow. Uh, Believe it or not, I think the COVID game against Detroit where we had a depleted lineup. Oh, yeah. um, Comes to mind almost immediately because that was – that's when I knew we – I mean, that's that was one of the standout moments of the season where I knew we had a really special group. Yeah. Yeah. uh, this this might come as a shock to some people, but uh, I loved NASCAR Day against. Oh, that, that was a good one too. Yeah, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. So same here. Ryan be- Ryan Blaine is my guy. Same dude. Same. same nice. <laughs> yeah, I got I got him to sign my hat while while I was there. So nice. There you go. Um, but I really enjoyed that because that was like my two. It was like a cr- crossover episode just for oh, me. Oh yeah, it's just fan chef's kiss fantastic yeah love it love those crossovers definitely enjoyed that and then um gosh i'm trying to think of some standout i I, you know i'm gonna go with um i'm gonna go with the game against boston in october oh that was a good one too um where we had to kill off a bunch of power plays in the third (laughs) tell me if you've heard this one before I've seen I've seen this movie before. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we stood tall and won the game, and that's when I first thought that's when I first thought this team might be special. Oh yeah. So um, we've been we've been we've we've been saying it all year. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We've been saying it all year. This team, this team's got the 0506 vibes. It's there. So, but no, fantastic three moments. Ah, uh, for me. Oh geez, 
I definitely say the NASCAR game, but the Svechnikov pirouette off the hit to get the puck to Nietzsche for him to score that goal. That goal doesn't happen if Andre doesn't do that pirouette off, you know, just bounces off the hit like it's no one's business. Like that was just figure skating just on steroids for him. That was a fantastic moment. I would say the Jordo hat trick to break like whatever the longest straight, whatever the record was for the longest in between hat tricks. That was fantastic. Cause that's when like everyone was kind of worrying if the captain was going to score again, but he gets a hat trick. Then like what the next night or two nights later, he gets two more. Like he almost went back to back on hat tricks. That would be, cause I don't think any hurricanes done that before where they've gone like two straight games with back to back caddies. That would have been fantastic. Um, and I know this is probably everyone's answer, but I have to give it this one. You cannot talk about a special team without talking about the New Year's Day game against the Jackets. Like, come on. Four nothing down. All you're hearing is the Jackets fans just running their mouths. And then all of a sudden, it's just, boom, seven goals, game over. Thank you. Have a nice day. Welcome to 2022 for the Hurricanes. Like, that game was just electric coming back from that far down. Yeah. You got to well. enjoy that one. All right, so Eric, thank you for your question. Uh, another one is from Bailey Curtis. Uh, if you could, if you take home ice advantage out of the equation, what's the biggest thing the Canes need to accomplish in the next two games to win the series? So obviously, we already know what happened in Game Five. So basically, take what you did in Game Five, do it in Game Six. Don't take penalties and play five on five hockey. That's basically that's, that's basically all I really all I really have to do. It's just do five on five. Stay out of the box. You should be fine. I mean, what what do you think, Cameron? Zach, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. Don't take penalties and score on the power play, and we're going to take it no matter what arena we're in. We're going to yeah. be fine. Yeah, I think th- this team is really good on five-on-five, five, and that's basically about it. <laughs> power play might show up a little bit. As long as the PK does their job and you're not taking, like, nine penalties a game and preserving those guys, I think you'll be fine. So play play structured defense. Don't play don't play Boston hockey because you can't play Boston hockey against the Bruins. It doesn't work out that way. Basically, play the Hurricanes way of hockey. Just rush the team. Just bombard them. Four check like crazy. Don't get sloppy. Play more five on five. Try to take as less penalties as you can, and you should be all right for Game Six. Whatever you did in Games One, Two, and Five, put them in Game Six. End this thing early so we don't have to come back to Carolina for game seven on Saturday. So that's basically about it. So uh, Bailey and Eric, thank you so much for your questions. So Cameron, before you go, uh, just got to do a quick uh, few uh, sponsorship announcements real quick. Uh, if anyone's looking for any hockey equipment, apparel, stuff like that, make sure to check out primaxhockey.com and check those guys out. They are fantastic stuff. They got, you know, Stick blade protectors for if you're taking your out indoor stick outside. Don't recommend it, but if you do, they have protectors for that. They got pucks, they got skate uh, skate laces, all that type of stuff. They even got cool hats, stickers, hoodies, all that good stuff. The good thing is they're local. They're based in Raleigh, and they do pickups at the warehouse, or they do free shipping. So make sure to check them out at Primax Hockey. Make sure to let them know in the comment section of your order that uh, Zach from the Search Cast sent you, so that that way they know that I talked about them on the show. Support me, support them, support the podcast, basically, in a sense. Also, Shocked Hydrate. If you use the code SEARCHCAST, you'll get 10% off your order. When you go to Shocked Hydrate, they got watermelon and green apple, 
take your gaming to the next level. Get that focus that you need to get the dubs in the game. So make sure go to shockedhydrate.com and use Surgecast at checkout for 10% off your order. And finally, in the clutch apparel, 100% licensed products. They got MLS, MLB, a whole bunch of stuff. And they also got vintage hockey t-shirts. We're talking Cleveland Barons. We're talking the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks, the New England Whalers shirts too. So for anyone who wants a New England Whalers shirt, make sure to check that out as well. If you use code SURGE at checkout, you get 10% off your order there as well. So it's in the clutch dot com slash surge and use surge for 10 percent off your order at in the clutch apparel oh so many sponsors camera thank you so much for letting me do all that real quick so before i actually let you go sir where can people find you on the socials and where people can find the house of jerks yes please follow me at cameron jerob on twitter and also follow the show out at house of jerks pod on Twitter as well. We're on, uh, we're on belly up sports as well, our show. And, uh, by all means, uh, just search us out. Uh, we're, we're almost as good as, as Zach in the search. <laughs> I, I don't know about all that. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll get, I'll send you your $5 here in a little bit, but <laughs> I appreciate that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, you have to check out the house of jerks. Great episodes. I know it's what Thursdays are the hurricanes. Tuesday is everything else, North Carolina and hockey and stuff like that. So definitely have to check out the house of jerks. Great group of guys, Cameron and Brian, fantastic show. I mean, I can't say enough about you guys. It's, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you guys the last few weeks, doing multiple episodes and just talking hurricanes hockey, because it's a fun time to be a hurricanes fan right now. I mean, what, what else is there to be right now other than a Carolina hurricanes fan and just enjoying life? <laughs> well said. All right, so you guys can find me at One True Zach on Twitter. That's O N E True Zach. Uh, you can find the podcast at The Searchcast. We are on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other ones. We are not on Apple because Apple Podcasts is being really annoying. So basically, just go find me on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Find me there. I appreciate that. Um, make sure to check all that stuff out. Also, make sure to check out Belly Up Hockey. Got a lot of cool stuff going down there really soon. Also check out Belly Up Sports as well. A lot of great stuff for hockey, uh, fancy sports, all the good stuff as well. But Cameron, thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun having you on for episode 16 of the podcast. I couldn't be happier to be here, Zach. Uh, I want to come back again. You better let me back on. Oh, believe me. I'll do, I, next time I'm going to have both you and Brian at the same time because we, we need the full effect of the House of Jerks here on the search cast for sure. But until next time, guys, until that happens and until episode 17, I'm Zach Martin and I'll see you here next time at the search cast. to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.